Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Magic creators out there, great that you have tuned in again to the Magic Podcast. Before we dive into today's interview, I have a special gift for you because I'm a big fan of listening to audiobooks when I'm driving, even when I'm out for shopping or preparing dinner. And for that, I found a great platform where you can get in the beginning one audiobook completely for free that you can choose for yourself. You just have to click on the link in the show notes and are ready to download your ebook. But now let's start with the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the Pure Mind Magic podcast. And today is a special day for me personally, because I got into the show Yanni Lunga. He's my personal hero, because when I started with this podcast, I learned almost everything from his podcast, The Podcaster's Lab. And you see, this is how... Podcasting can make the impossible possible and this great man who was featured on Forbes and is speaking on podcast conventions all around the world is also a podcast strategist is now here for you live. Yanni Lunga, welcome to the show. Guten Tag. Hello. Buongiorno. I've said it, I think, in pretty much every language I know. Well, I forgot about French. Salut. There you go. Ah, no, sorry. And Finnish. Huva paiva. Okay, now I said it in every, <laughs> in every single language I know. I'm excited to be here. Great. What a good introduction. So you mentioned it already. You are speaking five languages, right? Yeah, well, I would say, I always say four and a half in the sense that I do. So my mother tongue as people may guess, is Italian because I have this funny macaroni accent. Then I speak English, French, German, and some Finnish. So Finnish is what I say half because I wouldn't say that I speak fluently, but I do use it uh, quite often. So yeah, it's five languages or four and a half. <laughs> Very helpful for a podcaster, I would say. And Jan, you have quite an interesting journey and you have, when I'm right, like four podcasts now? Yeah, one I'm not involved in anymore and one wrapped up. But technically, yes, I'm the, the creator or I've hosted four podcasts. 
And what's interesting is that you also have a background in art, or at least your first podcast does, because it's called The Chess Spotlight. Can you tell mm -hmm. us about that and how everything started for you in the podcasting field? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, Victoria, thank you so much for referring to me, to me as an artist or somebody who has an artistic background. I wish, I mean, I do play some bass guitar for fun, but unfortunately I'm not an artist or at least not an, an artist like yourself. But yeah, the Jazz Spotlight is actually my very first podcast. And as the title suggests, the emphasis is on jazz music, but it's not only about jazz. It is a podcast that focuses on the business side of music. So sometimes I interview musicians. I've interviewed the founding member of Cool and the Gang. I've interviewed Grammy Award-winning artists like uh, Didi Bridgewater, Dave Holland. I've interviewed Jamie Callum and many others. But I've also interviewed some of the top music industry experts around. So the idea with that podcast is to provide inspiration, but also pra practical advice, especially to independent musicians. How I got into podcasting, I, it was actually by accident. Victoria, I'm a person who I could listen to music literally 24-7. I can wake up listening to music. I can fall asleep with headphones in my ears. I don't have any problem with that. And some years ago, I was studying. I was doing my master's here. And probably for the first time in my life, I wanted to take a break from listening to music. But I still wanted to listen to something. So I just did a random Google search and I stumbled upon this thing. I had no idea what it was. I was like, okay, this looks interesting. I listened to an interview-based show and I was like, wow. So I started to listen more and more and more. And then I was like, hmm, I think I could do something like that. Because I had worked at a music festival for a few years. I had done interviews in the past and I had planned to do my own thing here in Finland. So I was like, hmm, who do I know who who's quite an interesting person who would make for an interesting interview. And then I remembered about all the artists I was in contact with because of the Jazz Festival. And that's where the Jazz Spotlight was born, or how the Jazz Spotlight podcast was born. That is like a magical story, I would say, Jan. <laughs> and I think there are endless possibilities to get in podcasting. And for me, I think it has this great value and people can listen to it all over the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree. And you said early on, you said that it's something that lets you turn the impossible into possible and I couldn't agree more with, with that statement, Victoria. If somebody had told me five, six years ago that someday I would be sitting interviewing this person or that person or working with this type of people or speaking at conferences, as you said, around the world, I would have been like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So how would you say, Jan, did podcasting change your life? Oh, that's a great question. Well, first, it, uh, I would say it has impacted my life on different levels. Obviously, nowadays, it has really, basically, it is the core or is at the core of my professional life because I, I run my own business. And I would say 98% of the work I do is podcasting related. So it has changed my work life for sure. But it also has changed my personal life, because through podcasting, I've connected with so many people and I've made friends, 
pretty much all over the world. And one of the things I really love about traveling is when I get to meet in person people who I may have known for a few years or even people who, just like you, for example, Victoria, people who I've recently been in touch with and then we get to meet in person. And because of the way podcasting works, because we use our voice, it always makes us sound human. So when we do meet in person, we're like, whoa, you sound exactly like on your show. It is so great to to meet you. I feel as if I've known you for, I don't know, five years or 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I think this is really the big benefit of podcasting. And right. you are now speaking on events all around the world and you were even featured on the Forbes magazine. So how mm -hmm. did that happen, Jan? Yeah, so I've been featured in, and that's also an aspect that because of podcasting, I've had the, the honor and pleasure to be featured on some of the most important, I dare to say, business sites in the world. So you mentioned Forbes, Entrepreneur is another one, Inc., The Huffington Post. And basically, it's not rocket science. I always say, I'm a regular guy with a funny accent from Finland. I'm not, I don't know, a... Uh, a spectacular artist or anything like that. But I'm really strategic and deliberate about the things I do, the actions I take. And maybe that also has to do with my academic background, which is in communications. So at both bachelor and master's level, that is what I majored in. So for, for Forbes, for example, the first time I was mentioned on the site, I was actually, I didn't even know I was mentioned. And I saw somebody I know, who posted, it was an article, I think is titled Seven Podcasting Communities to Join. And I saw this friend of mine posting that her group was, was mentioned. And I commented, I was like, hey, congratulations. And then I was like, oh, I wonder what are the other groups mentioned there? And then I realized, oh, wow, I mentioned there <laughs> myself, my name and my, my, the name of my group are mentioned there as well. So that was just like something I would say random. I didn't really do anything. For the second time, on the other hand, I was very, very strategic. I knew a, somebody that wrote or still writes a column on Forbes about podcasting. So I reached out and I said, I know you consistently write about podcasting and I'm organizing an online conference and I've interviewed already over, I think at that time it was over 30 or 40 people. If you let me know what are some of the topics your plan on covering in the upcoming weeks, I can provide you with quotes from those interviews. I can ask for permission from the people I've interviewed. If they tell me, yeah, sure, no problem, then I can forward you the quotes. And as somebody who has worked as a journalist, I know how great it is when you do have quotes, contributions from other people. They always enrich your article. And that's how I did for Forbes. And that's also how I did, I think, for Inc., And I don't remember, maybe for entrepreneur as well. I provide, I did some research. I found a person who consistently wrote. In, in some cases, it wasn't always about podcasting. They were also writing about other things. But that's what I did. I strategically looked at what I have to offer. I looked at the editorial guidelines of the various websites. I looked at the style of the writer. And then I kind of touched upon or pressed the right buttons, so to say. 
Hmm, that's a fascinating story, Jan. And <laughs> I can already hear that you are really a strategist. So this is not only on your website, you really are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to ask you more on the online summit. But before mm -hmm. we dive into that, I just wanted to ask you on your mindset, because you just started to listen to podcasts. And this is where, yeah, let's say a new a whole new reality was born and it all started with a thought in your mind. So can you tell us a little bit what mind shift happened and how did your mindset change over the course of time with creating four podcasts and now being a podcast consultant and podcast coach? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to share to share that. And I'll try also to give some general advice, if it's okay with you, Victoria, so yes. that it still applies to people as well. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So I think one thing I would say that everybody should do, especially if there are podcasters, is really be curious and really be interested. And I'll make you a practical example. Over the last three months... I think I have subscribed to, I don't know, 60 or 70 podcasts in all kinds of genres, from from crime to children's podcasts. And the reason why I do that is that I'm always curious, and even children's podcasts, why do I listen to those? Do I need bedtime stories? No, I don't. But by being curious and by also looking outside of my space, I may find something interesting that then I can implement and make my style better or makes my show unique or gives it that twist or adds that ingredient to that special or to the special sauce. Now, to really tackle your question, Victoria, I, I have to admit that things uh, basically were a, a, a sequence. So when I started, for example, I wasn't really thinking about podcasting in terms of business opportunity. So basically, I started with the jazz podcast. And then as I was uh, podcasting, I would follow more and more people in the podcasting space, in the digital marketing space. And I started to kind of get to know more about them or consume more of them, their content. And I was like, oh, it would be so cool to be able to interview these people on the show. But the problem is that I can't really bring entrepreneurs on a music business podcast because they would be like, um... I don't have anything to say. <laughs> and that's where the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast was born. And you said early on, you, you really sound that you really put strategy into what you do. And that's exactly right. The 360 Entrepreneur was born with one specific goal. Use that podcast as a relationship building tool. So having a podcast in the entrepreneurial and online marketing space allowed me, first of all, to be able to get in touch with these people that I looked up to, but also to really build relationships. Because one thing I did and I still do, and I would recommend anybody who does interviews, whether it's as the host or guest does, is once I'm done with an interview, if I'm not connected with the host or the guest yet, I always ask, is it okay for you, Victoria, in this case, if I connect with you on Facebook and LinkedIn so that we're super connected. And by doing that, I was really able to connect with hundreds of people because with the 360 Entrepreneur, I published 230 episodes all over the world. So I used that as a relationship building asset. And I started doing my work. I was 
helping people with digital marketing. I was developing websites. And then I realized that more and more people would ask me podcasting-related questions. Hey, Jan, what microphone do you use? Hey, Jan, what media host do you use? Hey, Jan, how do you land this guest? Hey, Jan, how did you land that other guest? And I would answer by email, on Facebook, whatever. And at some point, I took a step back. So again, I kind of wore my strategist hat. And I was like, wait a second. I keep getting podcasting-related questions. And I keep answering them. I, I ought to look into this further. Perhaps it may be a good idea to pivot and really focus on podcasting. So that I can not only answer the questions, but I can also help people further. I can have a bigger impact and I can also get paid for that. And that's where I somehow in my business, I started to really uh, gravitate more toward podcasting. So my attention was focused on that. The products I was developing, services I was offering started to be all about podcasting. And then the, the, the podcast lab, the podcast you mentioned earlier, and Victoria, I have to say thank you so much, first of all, for listening. And I'm, I'm happy that that podcast has been helpful in your podcasting journey. Very much, Jan. Thanks for that. Great. And the reason why I started that podcast is very simple. Again, being strategic. At some point, I said to myself, okay, I've been working in the podcasting space now for a couple of years. I do have podcasts, but I don't have a podcast about podcasting. And I was like, mm, that sounds a bit weird. Is it, it is as if I want to teach people how to drive and I don't have a car. <laughs> so I said to myself, yeah, I ought to look into starting a podcast about podcasting. But I wanted it to be unique because I've seen that there is plenty of shows like that. I didn't want to come across as patronizing in the way I share my advice because some podcasts I find that the host is yeah it's almost having a patronizing approach maybe it's, it's just me that I'm imagining things and I wanted to do something different that's why the podcast lab has the, the kind of some special effects the the guest contributions I have aren't in the form of an actual interview but there are audio snippets sometimes I run a series of experiments so each thing I've done has been deliberate. So in terms of the mindset and your original question, Victoria, I think that every now and then, regardless of what we're doing, we need to take a step back and think, okay, I'm doing this specific thing. How does this fit in the grand scheme of thing? So for example, in my case, if I want to connect with a certain group of people or people all over the world, but what I'm currently doing right now, hosting the Jazz Potlet podcast, doesn't allow me to do that. What can I change or what should I do differently so that then I have a quote unquote good excuse to connect with these people? And, the, and in my case, the good excuse was the 360 Entrepreneur podcast. Mm, I got it. And I think it was a great example with uh, learning to drive or teaching right. driving and without having a car. So very interesting what you did on all of that. And it sounds really like, Jan, you are very, very productive and getting a lot of things done in 24 hours. So I try. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, your secrets on keeping your energy high? 
Oh, that's a very good question, Victoria. And I have to spoil an alert for everybody. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not a magician like you. So I don't know any, any magic tricks. But I think one thing that I found very, very helpful is to find something that energizes you. And that can be different things for different people. For me, is listening to music. As I told you early on, it's also because of my background. I grew up in a house where there was always music playing, so it's probably because of that. But I really find that music helps me set the tone. And depending on my mood, obviously, and depending on the task I need to carry out, sometimes it is possible for me to to listen to music, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes I need a sort of kick in my behind, so I go more for indie rock or rock music. If I feel that I want to feel kind of bubbly and and bright, then I may go for something like funk, for example. If I feel that, yeah, I still want to have something in the background, but I don't want it to be kind of too much of a present, then I may go for jazz or smooth jazz. So I found that music has been very, very helpful for me. And then the other thing is also about understanding how you function, how you work. For example, some people are night owls, some people are morning person. So I think it is about understanding in which part of the 24-hour cycle you are the most productive. And then it's about trying to be effective and finding ways to organize your workflow. For example, for me, because of my work, because I host different podcasts, I'm involved in different projects, I'm involved or I'm thinking about and doing several things. And to somebody from the outside, it may look as a as a chaotic thing because they're like, oh, now you're doing this and then you're doing that other thing. But there is a logic there. And I'm a big fan of tools like Trello. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with Trello, Victoria? Yes, I am. Great. So I love Trello. I use it to to organize so many different things, including my vacations, for example. Another one I recently started looking into is called Airtable. So for me, I found that finding the thing that kind of gives me a boost, music in my case, understanding when I'm the most productive, and then leveraging tools that help me keep track of things have been basically the different pieces of the puzzle that then have made my quote-unquote productivity puzzle, if it makes sense. Yes, makes definitely sense. So now I can understand you a little bit more because really when you go to your website, it looks like you are working this 24 hours. And <laughs> <laughs> but I know this all consumes energy and you really have to be creative. So it's not about uh, checking a list. It's really, yeah, creating content and inspiring people all around the world. So right. Jan, what would you say? Because you mentioned that music has also this strong power and I th mm. think there's really an emotional component connected to that. And this is also why music is important in magic shows, of course, to create this mm -hmm. atmosphere. And I think it's there are similarities with podcasts or audiobooks because you have this frequency of the voice. So right. what is your take on that? Why do podcasts and audiobooks connect so strong with people while listening to them on an emotional level? 
That's a great question. And Victoria, before I answer it, may I add something to what you said in terms of the creativity and how it fits into the productivity conversation? Sure. Okay, because there is a technique called Pomodoro technique. I'm not sure if you if you have heard of it before, Victoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. So it's like this of 25 minutes. Am I right? Exactly. Ah. Yeah. And I think there may be some different variations. I've heard of 25-5, 55-5. But basically, it's, a, it's the idea is to have a window of time where you work and a window of time where you take a break. But I have found out that actually it isn't really effective when it comes to creative work. Because if you think of something like performing, creating music, writing, sometimes you're in the flow and you can really do a lot non-stop in an hour and a half, two hours. You're, if, you're, if you're writing, for example, you really feel that words are just coming to you. But then sometimes it is the opposite. You hit a writer's block. So for me, the way I uh, implement the Pomodoro technique is I implement it for tasks that don't really require much creativity, let's say. Think of something like, I don't know, answering emails or changing the design of a site. Sure, there, there needs to be some, some creativity to some degree, but when you're talking about moving some elements around, for example, that doesn't necessarily always require creativity. So it's important for people to, as I was saying, to really find their sweet spot. And for me, it has been to leverage these kind of productivity techniques only for tasks that don't require creativity because maybe I'm writing, I'm in the flow and then it's time for the break and when, I'm when I come back, I have no idea how to continue. I really feel stuck. So I found that having a different approach has, has really helped me. Perfect. So now I got you to share a magic trick of yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm a magician as well. No, well, yes. jokes, jokes aside, I think your question was a phenomenal one. And I think it really has to do with the, with the why podcasts. And I always address that question, first of all, by wearing my communication experts hat. So I've studied communication. And for me, I always say that one of the most powerful reasons why people should think about podcasting is that we get to do this. We get to use our voice. Both you and I, Victoria, are non-English natives. We have You have a lovely German accent. I have this crazy Italian Macaroni accent. But I think those are things that make us unique. If this were a written interview, those things wouldn't come across. Our personality or our sense of humor or whatever may not come across in written form. With audio, on the other hand, people really get to hear us. They can hear if, for example, I start laughing, I start giggling, if I speak fast, if I slow down, if I raise my voice, if I lower my voice. All those things are really effective. So I think that leveraging audio allows us to really build a human connection. So at this point, somebody may be like, well, wait, Victoria, Jan, isn't then better to use video? Because people not only get to hear you, but they also get to see you. And I agree, video is the closest we get to a face-to-face -face interaction. But the problem has to do with content consumption. I don't know about you, Victoria, but I can't remember the last time I watched a video while I was driving or if I was exercising or walking the dog. 
So it is difficult to consume video content or even textual content like blog posts, ebooks, while you're exercising, walking the dog, cooking, driving. Whereas with audio, we can virtually consume audio content 24-7. So it is great because we get to build a human connection, but it's also great because it's easier for people to consume podcasts and their retention is also longer, meaning People stick around and consume audio content longer compared to video content. And no, I'm not referring to TV shows on Netflix and written content. Oh, I love your take on that, Jan. And <laughs> I think really it's like we are able to share our energy with people through podcasting mm -hmm. and telling our stories and sharing other content. So you're an expert in this field. And I found out that you did an online summit. And now for me, the good news was pre-show that you are planning to do another one still now in 2018. Can mm -hmm. you tell us something about that, please? Yes, ma'am, I can. Thank you for asking. So the, the virtual summit is called Podcast Success Summit. And this is going to be the third edition. And it has been the biggest digital conference about podcasting in the world. In the first edition, we had 80 speakers, so that was quite crazy. And last year, I think we had over 50, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, it is an online event, so one can learn about podcasting without having to think about traveling, getting, I don't know, hopping on a flight, booking accommodation. One can watch comfortably at home or from the beach or whatever. And it is a series of video sessions. Sometimes it's one-on-one -on -one interviews, sometimes it's panels of discussions, and sometimes it's actual video tutorials. And my approach is always to try to give people some really practical advice. So the idea there is that by the time an attendee is done watching a session, they can really get started with whatever it is that the session was about. So if, if it's about, I don't know, uh, creating a Facebook group uh, around your podcast, by the time one has watched that specific session, knows what are the steps they need to follow and implement in order to actually start building that Facebook group around their community. Hmm. That sounds so interesting. So I can't wait to attend your summit and consume <laughs> all this great uh, nice. content and make my podcast even better. So let's move, Jan, from the digital world into the real world. So mm -hmm. the funny and yeah, almost magical thing is that we will meet in a couple of days in person at Podcast Movement in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. And for me, this is really why podcasting makes the impossible possible. And I felt so motivated that I started to write a book now that is called How Podcasting Can Change Your Life. And it will be on Amazon on pre-sale. And Jan, when you are there, the good thing is that you are giving a session at Podcast Movement. Can you tell us when and what the session is all about? Yes, absolutely. First of all, The, the feeling is mutual. I'm really excited as well to meet you in person, Victoria. But, you know, I'm also a bit scared because with magicians, you <laughs> never know. Maybe, you know, they 
they turn something in behind your ear and it's a coin or it's a piece of chocolate, but who knows, maybe it's a pigeon or something ugly. So hopefully it's going to be a positive experience. But jokes aside, first I want to say congratulations on uh, on writing the book or being in the process of writing a book. I think that's fantastic. And in terms of my session, uh, it's going to be on the last day of the event. So that's July 26th. Uh, it's actually a Thursday and it's going to be at 11 a.m. And it's a session about automation. And basically what my session is going to be like is I'm a foodie. I love food. And I know we were talking about this, Victoria, before we started. I know you and I both love chocolate. And, and basically yeah. I will use food in my presentation, meaning I will share some automation recipes with the, with the people who, who show up. So we're going to have different case studies. Some are examples from myself, from some of my clients, from some of my colleagues. And I'm going to share some really practical advice on what those automations look like, what are the components, how they help you save time, and also what are the steps that you need to take if you want to implement those specific automations into your podcasting workflow. And we're also going to address the question, do you need automation? Because perhaps automation, it sounds as a sexy word, but maybe for you and what you're doing is a waste of time. So all that at Podcast Movement 2018, July 26th, 11 a.m. And I, unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the of the room, maybe Franklin or something like that. But yeah, Yanni Lunga Automation for Podcasters is the is the title of the session. That's fantastic. And I saw, Jan, that uh, there's also an app available now from Podcast Movement. So that makes right. it really easy to find you there as a speaker, because as far as I know, there are more than 100 speakers so uh, there. And it's then very easy to click on the session and it will show up in your schedule, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the speakers are ordered in alphabetical order, which means that I'm one of the last. So <laughs> as you said, hundreds of people. So if somebody were to start looking one at the time, you're going to you're gonna have white hair by the time you get to my <laughs> name and my session. So as you said, Victoria, there is also the, the Podcast Movement app. I actually downloaded it, I think, a couple of days ago, and it's relatively easy to use and it's more practical than actually going on the site and keep going back and forth from tab to tab. Yeah, that makes sense. And I heard another interview with Dan, so one of the creators from Podcast Movement, and he said, you are choosing your own adventure because you can't go mm -hmm. to every session. And I thought, oh, that's a nice sentence. And I will be there at your session on Thursday at 11 a.m. But uh, luckily, we can meet before. So we are both in Philadelphia uh, a day before the event. And I'm doing magic during registration to shorten nice. the the time there when people are waiting to check in for the big event. And Jan, we were talking about your 
rooftop parties, kind of, because I know <laughs> that you have this for your patron members. I heard that also in your podcast. So I know everything, you know, because I think I heard almost every episode of your uh, The Podcaster's Lab. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so I'm a big fan, you see. And uh, yeah, to prepare for myself that I can bring you some chocolate, some magic chocolate. What about this rooftop parties? Uh, why are you doing that? And maybe a short take on what is Patron? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Victoria, is it possible if there is a long queue, can we come to you with a, with a blank piece of paper and can you turn it into the pass so that we, could, we don't have to queue? Is that something you can do, turn it into the conference badge? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to check back with Jared of Podcast Movement and see what we can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. No, well, jo jokes aside, yeah, so as you said, I have the, the Facebook group, the Podcast Growth Mastermind, and I, a friend of mine years ago gave me the rooftop bars bug. And what that is is when I travel somewhere or I know I'm going to be traveling somewhere, I typically do two things. The first two things I do is the first one, I check if there are artists, bands I like performing. And the second, I look at what rooftop bars the, the places have. And I have to be honest, it's not so much about the drinks, but it's about the view. So for me, it's like, I know I'm going to be enjoying a drink somewhere. Why not doing that with an incredible view? I remember I was at Podcast Movement 2016 in Chicago And we went with some people at a couple different rooftop bars and it was incredible. So that's why kind of the, the choice fell on a rooftop bar. Now, in terms of the why, the answer is very simple. In the Podcast Growth Mastermind Facebook group, we are, I think, going toward 3,000 members, 200, 500, uh, sorry, 2,500 or something like that. And Unfortunately, we don't get to meet in person that often or with people like you, Victoria, for example, we are yet to meet in person. So I think that doing something like that, a social gathering, where it's not really, okay, let's meet and let, I, I, I am going to teach you how to podcast. It's not that kind of a thing. It's more like, hey, let's meet for some for a drink or for some chocolate or whatever in a very informal and laid back environment. Let's have fun. Let's get to chat with each other. And the reason for that is that at the moment that you and I meet in person, share a drink or share a laugh, enjoy the view together, whatever, that is kind of an everlasting memory. And the next time I'm going to see you pop up in the Facebook group and you're going to ask a question, I'm going to... I'm going to be so excited to help you out because I'm going to think about how much fun it was to meet you in person, how much, how many great laughs we shared and these kind of things. So that's why I really uh, leveraged the, the fact that some of us are going to be in Philadelphia for podcast movement. And I said, hey, why we don't meet in person? Again, something really laid back, possibly in a rooftop bar, so we get some nice views, we can get some nice pictures, and we can all get to know each other, and why not have some fun? 
Mm, I think that is just a fantastic idea. And with being on the rooftop, it's like you are closer to the sky. And with podcasting, the sky is the limit, right, Jan? <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you're also getting new perspectives there because you get out of this normal mental patterns you're maybe mm -hmm. uh, stuck in. So happens from time to time. So what is the best way for someone who's listening at the moment, who's thinking, oh, it would be great to join the rooftop event with Jan. Is it possible to become a member of your Facebook group? And if so, can mm -hmm. you please share with us where to find it and what it's called? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And one one correction is is not for Patreon. So you mentioned Patreon. I'm actually in the How do you say in the creative steps or sorry, not creative steps, taking the first steps into Patreon. I've worked with some clients, for example, with their own Patreon pages, but I don't have mine yet. But it's in the works and I'm definitely going to be able to share more details about that very soon in the Facebook group. Obviously, the Facebook group is called Podcast Growth Mastermind and it's completely free to join. As I said, you're going to find Victoria, you're going to find me. There are thousands of podcasting enthusiasts, podcasters, and members of the podcasting industry from all over the world. And the easiest way to join is to go to yanilunga.com for a slash community. And the spelling is Y-A-N-N-I-L-U-N-G-A. -N -N so yanilunga.com for a slash community. I know, Victoria, you're probably going to have the, the link in the show notes page, but I would say that's the fastest way to join the Facebook group. And then once you have joined the Facebook group, you've been approved, simply look, there should be a pin post. I think now they, they've just changed. They call them announcements. But basically, at the top of the, of the group, you should see a post that is about the event. There is an image there. And uh, I'm I don't remember the I've I've used a specific link. I don't remember at the top of my head, I have to be honest. But if you simply join the Podcast Growth Mastermind Facebook group and look at the top post, you're gonna see it there. And in case for whatever reason you aren't able to see it, you can even simply go look for me at Podcast Movement or of course the lovely Victoria and ask either of us, right, Victoria? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So with that, Jan, you made sure that you have to come back to the Pure Mind Magic podcast to tell us about mm -hmm. Patron. So I think seems like I had this uh, wrong in mind. I just thought so um, that you are using it with uh, people supporting you all around the world and you work with the Patron. But I think, yeah, we could do another episode on that and what's that called, this kind of crowdfunding. And I think it's always interesting for people who are working in the creative space or think about starting a podcast or a book or a course, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anything else, um, Jan, you would like to share with us a special offer you have at the moment for closing the interview? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to say that I, I, Victoria, I'm a mind reader and I know mm -hmm. why you mentioned Patreon is because <laughs> in one of the latest episodes of the podcast lab, I talked about Patreon quite a lot. So I think it's probably because of that, because I think I also said there that I was gonna, that I, I was building the page and I was gonna share some details very soon. So I think Patreon probably came from that. I would say if, 
anybody is interested in learning more about podcasting, I actually work with people, with my pod, uh, consulting clients on both sides of the mic. So whether you're interested in getting started with a podcast or you host a podcast and you would need help with the strategy or the marketing, or perhaps the conversation Victor and I have been having sounded interesting. You're like, yeah, I want to leverage audio using my voice, but you don't want to be a podcast host. You'd rather be a guest. That's something I can help you with as well. And the best way to learn more about all those things and how you can get in touch is to go to the link I mentioned earlier, yanilunga.com for a slash community and join the Facebook group because I'm in there as well. So you can check my site, yanilunga.com and or join the Facebook group again over at yanilunga.com for a slash community. Perfect. Jan, thanks for sharing all your contact information. And as you mentioned, I will put all your links into the show notes. And I think then we are well set for Philadelphia Podcast Movement 2018 meeting there. And I think the event is starting on Monday, so July 23rd. We will mm. meet on Sunday and share some time on the rooftop bar somewhere in Philadelphia. And let's see who is joining there. Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely. So thanks again, Jan, for being on the show. It was so great to talk to you in person after I have listened to so many of your episodes. I just can recommend the Podcasters Lab to everyone who's interested in starting a podcast or being a guest on podcasts. And I would say let's stay in touch anyway. And I would really look forward to bring you back into another episode. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this fantastic interview, for the compliments, for listening to the Podcast Lab. And you got it. I would love to come back on the show anytime. Fantastic. So then let's say until Sunday, Jan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See you soon. Have a good time. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I did and found some great advice in Jani Lunga's words all around podcasting, what you can also transfer into other fields, I think. Just to remind you, your free audiobook is waiting for you. Just click on the link in the show notes of this episode and you can download it free directly to your smartphone and start listening. So tomorrow, Friday, last day of this week, and I decided for another great interview for you. I found a lady who is really focused on storytelling and tells us how stories do sell products, services, your brand, whatever. She's a brand story coach and a story structure guide and story strategist what that all means she will explain to us tomorrow in the interview so make sure to tune in to grab some new inspiration for the weekend and who knows maybe i'll meet you next week in person make sure to contact me you can do that by mailing me to puremindmagic at gmail.com Very simple, looking forward to it. Until next time, create some magic. <laughs>